0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: All aboard! Welcome to Animal Sound Safari. I'm your safari guide, Lawrence. It's very mice to meet you. Each safari, I take you to a different part of the world to meet a special animal. Today we'll be
0: scurrying
1: off to catch up with a little critter. Oh, you're so, so cute. <laughs> and how will we get there? Well in this, our magical safari mobile. It's only, like, the coolest mobile on the planet, but I did notice it was looking a little ratty. So I decided to clean it up a bit, and now it's squeaky clean. Today, we're going to meet a rodent that loves to run up clocks and play hide and squeak. Can you guess who it is? It's the mouse.
0: Uh, (laughs) So,
1: So, I've seen mice scurrying around here and there, but I've never actually had a pet mouse before. Have you? But I want to know, what do you already know about this little critter?
0: I think mice are quiet, smart, and cute. I think mice are cheeky and disgusting. Whenever you see a mice it's only just a blur, and then it goes between your couches and stuff, and you can't see it. In my new house, still, um, every single time when we move our fridge, there's like a lot of um, mice poo, and then oh. there's some dead mice sometimes. And it's really <laughs> disgusting. They can do all these. Tricks. They let's also have tiny legs. <laughs> they're really small, so they can do go into small spaces. I wouldn't say they're, like, disgusting or something, but I wouldn't say they're, like, pretty and beautiful.
1: <laughs> hmm, some interesting observations there. Now, let's see what Laura, our animal expert,
0: has found out. <coughs> Lawrence to base, Lawrence to base... This is Laura. I've been here ratting around for facts.
1: (laughs) Your jokes are really cheesy today, Laura.
0: (laughs) Actually, I've been spending some time here at base and thinking about mice. When it comes to mice, us people just can't seem to make up our minds. Are they pests or the world's cutest companions? Do we love them like Mickey Mouse? Or do they make us scream when they run along the floor? The answer is, we feel all of these things about mice at once. This tiny little scurrying, squeaking, furry animal has had a big effect on humans.
1: Big effect on humans?
0: How? What do you mean? I mean, one mouse stealing our cheese is okay, but when it becomes millions of little mice who become a plague, it's terrifying. These mice can eat their way through everything, crops and even cars. Yeesh,
1: talk about a mouse attack.
0: Yeah, these little critters do have a lot of strength in numbers. There's also a long history of mouse love. In Japan, for example, people kept fancy mice. These were house mice that had been domesticated as pets.
1: So you're saying that some people think there are too many mice and others want to make more mice... I'm way too confused.
0: These little animals have us running around in circles.
1: I guess we'll have to make up our own minds on today's safari, then.
0: I guess you will. Speak soon, Lawrence, over and out.
1: Over and out, Laura. Today we're heading to one of the highest spots on the planet to meet our small furry friends. We're going to Tibet! Yay! It's in Asia, and it is so beautiful. Lots of very high mountains. Oh, wait, I just remembered a joke which is so relevant right now. You ready? What kind of car does a mouse drive? It drives a minivan. You get it? Like a minivan, like a small van? (laughs) Oh, it's such a good joke. The magical Safari Mobile is the opposite of a mouse minivan, though. I mean, we're big, we're fast, we're loud, and we're going. Come on, hop in. Woohoo! Oh, this feels fantastic. Look how fast we're going. Whoa, warp speed! Okay, time to land. Easy, easy, careful. All right, out we get. Wow. It might be cold up here, but it is beautiful. There are mountains everywhere. Tibet is actually home to some of the tallest of the tall mountains in the whole wide world. Actually, I wonder how long it would take a mouse to climb a mountain. That's a lot of steps for some teeny tiny feet. Speaking of steps, let's take a walk that is a Buddhist temple. Tibet is the spiritual home of Buddhism and that's a religion that believes all living things are connected. And here to tell us more is my friend Pema. Hey, Pema. Tashi Delek, Lawrence. Did you say Tashi Delek?
2: Yes, I did. Tashi Delek is how we say hello here in Tibet.
1: Oh, well, Tashi Delek. Now, Pema, what can you tell us about Tibetan mice? Tzitsi. Um, Is that how mice say squeak here?
2: Tsik is the name for a mouse, and the noise that they make is very similar. It's Tsik-tsik. T-S-I-K. Tsik-tsik.
1: You know what? That does sound like a mouse. Now, why don't you try saying that with me? Are you ready? Tsik-tsik.
2: Mice are an important animal for Tibetans. Many people grow up hearing a story called the country of mice.
1: Whoa, a whole country of mice?
2: Ah, no, not quite. This is a story of how some very smart mice helped defend our country against an invading army. Cool! Now, Lawrence, I need you to play an important role in this story, the leader of the mice.
1: So I'm the mouse general? Does anyone have a spare needle or a toothpick? Like, I I need to make a mouse-sized sword right now. Anybody, just throw me something. Ow, okay, not that hard.
2: This story happens in a country with lots of people and lots of mice, led by a good and kind human king. Everyone has plenty to eat. At harvest time, after the farmers have been through the fields, the mice then collect leftover grains and bring them back to their homes.
1: Great work, my magnificent mouses.
2: But one year, everything changes for the mice. The harvest is bad so the farmers have to take every last grain of rice. When the mice come to the fields, there is nothing left for them to eat. Winter is coming, so the leader of the mice decides he has to do something. He puts on his best clothes and scampers off to ask the human king for help.
1: I'm sorry, what? I wear clothes? Why didn't you tell me? I'm just gonna put some pants on right now. Give me a second. Yep. Okay, ready.
2: The good and kind king lives in a palace surrounded by big walls, but the leader of the mice knows the secret way in. In his royal chambers, the good king hears a teeny tiny knock at the door. A guard answers and almost doesn't notice the meagre mouse at his toes.
1: Excuse me, sir, I am the leader of the mice, and I am here to meet with my human compatriot, his Majesty, the King.
2: The god is really surprised to see a talking mouse wearing clothes. But figures it isn't dangerous, so lets him in. The good king is also surprised to see a talking mouse.
1: Your Majesty, the harvest has been very bad. And my small and furry brothers and sisters, we don't have enough food for the winter. If you lend grain from one of your barns, we promise to repay you next harvest.
2: The king is impressed. One, he's never heard a talking mouse. Two, he thinks his toothpick sword is cool. And three, as a king, he knows what it's like to be worried about your people or your mice. So the king agrees to lend the mice the grain and takes the leader of the mice to a barn filled from floor to ceiling with food. That night, every mouse in the land comes to help collect the food.
1: Great work, guys. Love the enthusiasm.
2: They balance the grain on their backs, stuff it in their mouths, and carry as much as they can in their paws.
1: Candace, I'm so proud of you. You're carrying that bag of barley all on your own. Fantastic.
2: Winter comes, and it's very cold. But then it soon turns to spring, then to summer, and it's time for the next harvest. The mice are true to their promise and repay the king by filling his barn with grain.
1: Oh, this is a nice story, Pamela.
2: Not so fast, Lawrence. All is not well. The evil ruler of a neighboring country declares war on the good king. The evil ruler leads his huge army to a river that separates the two countries and is preparing to go to war. The leader of the mice spots the evil army soldiers across the river and scampers to the kind king to warn him.
1: Okay, let me catch my breath real quick. Kind king, you saved our lives with grain last winter. Let us help you defeat this evil enemy.
2: The king has no idea how itty-bitty mice could defeat a human army. But then again, maybe they can. He asked the mice what they need.
1: Listen closely, because without this, we can't win. We need 100,000 cakes of dried yak poo. Wait, did I just say dried yak poo? Yaks, those those huge animals that look kind of like oxes, We're going to war with their poo?
2: Yep, that's right. The thing about yak poo is that it floats really well.
1: Oh, I think I know where this is going.
2: The good king has no idea how cakes of dried yak poo will defeat an evil army, but he agrees anyway. He then gets some unlucky delivery man to cart the smelly stuff to the riverbank. That evening all the mice in the country gather by the humongous piles of yak poo.
1: My magnificent friends, now is our time to fight for our homeland. This land may be cold in the winter, but it is ours to share with our good human friends. Now is our chance to show them that we care, to show them that you don't need to be big to make a big difference. Rodents, to the rescue!
2: Under the cover of darkness, the mice push the poose onto the river. They climb aboard and sail safely to the other side. Okay team, you know what to do. As the invading army sleeps, ready to attack when daylight returns, the mice get to work, chewing on anything they can find. Anything they can bite through, they tear to shreds. The mice nibble their way through the whole camp.
1: Check that. I mean, um.
2: Just before the sun rises, the mice, tummies very full, sail their yakpoos back across the river.
1: See, they don't stay quiet as a mouse for nothing.
2: <sighs> when the evil king's soldiers wake, they see the camp is ruined. They don't know what's going on. They start fighting with each other. Just then, the good and kind king sounds his battle horn from across the river. The evil king realizes that his army can't fight. So he turns and runs away from the good king's army. The evil army see the leader running away, so they run too. But they keep tripping over because the mice have chewed away the tops of their pants.
1: Hey evil army, I can see your undies.
2: So the country has been saved from a terrible war. All thanks to mice The good king invites all of the mice to the palace People are lining the street applauding and cheering their brave country mice When the leader of the mice meets the good king the good king asks How can we ever repay you?
1: Just keep being kind to us Oh, actually, there is one thing.
2: The leader of the mice climbs on the king's shoulder and whispers in his ear. The king laughs. laughs. Of course, from this day forward, cats are to be banned. So now everyone knows that mice might be small, but have big brains and huge hearts.
1: Thanks so much, Pema. That story was awesome. Hopefully the next harvest is a happy one with lots of food.
2: Thanks, Lawrence. Me too. Have a safe onward journey. And remember, the smallest person can make a big difference.
1: You're so right, Pema. I'll catch you next time. Bye. Okay, it's time to head back to the safari-mobile. I can't wait to tell Laura about the yak poo boats. (coughs) Lawrence to base. Lawrence to base. Do you read?
0: Loud and clear. Go ahead, Lawrence.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say I reckon mice are pretty smart.
0: Do you? What did you find out?
1: Well, our friend Pema told us a story about some super smart mice who could talk, they could wear pants, and they even
0: defeated an evil human army. That sounds super smart to me.
1: OK, but the, the best part of the story, though, was when the mice were riding a boats that were made of... <laughs> they were made of poo, Laura.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is really funny. Um, actually, speaking of funny... Did you know that mice actually giggle?
1: Wait, they actually giggle?
0: Yes. Some researchers found out that when mice are tickled, they make a giggling sound, just like us humans.
1: It's official, then. Mice are definitely smart because laughter is the best medicine.
0: It sure is, Lawrence. See you back at base. Over and out.
1: Over and out. Thanks for joining me on this not-so-small adventure to Tibet. The mice and Pema story was super smart, though I'm still not sure I'd want to ride on yak poo, but whatever floats your boat, I guess. Hey, if you have an idea about an animal story or you want to tell me about a time you rode on a boat made from poop, head to Animal Sound Safari on the ABC website and click write to us. Today's show was made by a group of mouse-mad humans. Our guest Pema Dolka... Tenzin Dondop from the Tibetan community of Australia New South Wales and our junior animal experts Chloe, Amy, Aidan and Jeremy from Dulwich Hill Primary School. Animal expert and author Laura Jean McKay and the awesome team at ABC Audio Studios. Writer Samantha Turnbull, audio engineer Bella Tropiano, creator and producer Emma Gibbs, supervising producer Kyla Slavin and executive producer Justine Kelly. And manager of ABC Audio Studios, Kelly Reardon. I'm Lawrence Gunathilaka. See you next time on Animal Sound Safari. Yak poos to the rescue.